we've all had bad haircuts, <laughs> but we don't stop getting haircuts, right? <laughs> we continue to go because I would be a mess without it. We don't stop going to a restaurant because going to restaurants because we've had one bad restaurant experience, right? So we can't give up on community because of one bad experience, but it does mean we have to fight for it. Hey everyone, welcome back to the So Good Sisterhood Podcast. I'm your host, Julie Mullins, and my husband Todd and I pastor Christ Fellowship Church together. The So Good Sisterhood Podcast is all about investing in every girl from every generation to live intentionally, lead confidently, and love generously. And hopefully, it will leave you saying, that was so good. Well, you guys have heard me say before that one of my favorite things to do is to introduce my favorite people to my favorite people. And of course, some of my favorite people are some of our podcast listeners because they tune in week in and week out. And um, I know they have so much to do with their time, but they choose to invest here. But also three of my favorite people are joining me in the studio today. And they're my favorites for so many reasons. I'm not really even exaggerating right now. But um, but each of these girls leads at our campus locations. Um, they're all campus pastors. They're incredible leaders and moms and wives and mentors. And they mean so much to me and have been there in so many years of the journey that I've been on over these last several years. And it's just such a privilege to have you guys in the studio, um, and every one of you just holds such a special place in my heart. We don't get to spend as much time together right. as as we would love to because we're kind of all spread out yeah. over South Florida. But I would love for you to um, to maybe introduce yourselves, and I would love for you guys to kind of jump into the friend zone really quick. Like, tell us something that um, that only a good friend would know someone that spent a lot of time with you over the, over the last several years and um because I want our our listeners to to know you like I know you as such an amazing friend so so let's just jump in Carmen <laughs> my name is Carmen Achang and I get the privilege of leading the creative services team along with my husband Ian and we have a big team of 40 and most recently, I um, have the honor to lead the our Christ Fellowship Espanol campus, which is amazing. Um, just love the community and the yeah. family there. Everyone's so loving. So, yeah. Yeah, so you and Ian <laughs> are kind of in task. a transition zone right now. <laughs> we are. You've been on team for how many years? Um, I've been on team for seven years. Yes. He's been on team for 11. Right. And mm -hmm. uh, been attending here for um, 11 years altogether. But... Yeah. Yeah. Tell me something that, challenge. <laughs> that somebody might know if they just met you, but they would know if they were your good friend. Um, I love to sing, Ooh. and I was part of my high school choir for four years. <laughs> but apparently, I can't sing, and my husband reminds me of that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, I, I kind of did a little research, and I actually know that you also were a radio talk show host, and yes. you have been the voice of many radio stations, national and international, in your past life before you stepped into ministry. Before ministry. And so yes, I, I love that. So that again, true. you have multiple talents, so you'll notice her beautiful, soothing voice. Yes. <laughs> Welcome to the So Good Sisterhood Podcast. Ooh, <laughs> we might use this. Very nice. Okay, Alexis. Uh, well, my husband and I 
uh, have a, a worship background as well. Um, so that's fun. And I guess all of us do. But um, we get to look after the Stewart campus as the campus pastors there. And we have three teenage boys. Amazing. So life is full and Tall fun. Tall teenage boys. Tall. Everyone's mm-hmm. taller than me. Yes. <laughs> um, surrounded by boys, even a male dog. So life <laughs> is full of all things boys. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's good. I would say the thing that people may not know about me, Tracy, you you do, um, is that I am a country girl at heart. And so if I can get out to Okeechobee and go to the rodeo and Tracy will meet me there, on. it I can fills see it. me up. <laughs> I love it. I love that. You may not know this, but I can remember exactly where I was the day that you were born, the day that you came into this world. Where Todd and I were about 15 and 16 years old. We were dating at the time, and we were driving down a street on North Lake Boulevard, and Todd leaned over and said, my Aunt Sue just had my cousin Alexis. And I don't know why it's such a standout memory, but um, that you've been such an important part of our lives for all these years. And my son Jefferson was the ring bearer in your wedding, and and now it's just so fun because you haven't always been in ministry here at Christ Fellowship, but it's so fun that in this season we get to do ministry and life together. So yeah. love you so much. Love you too. Okay, Tracy. Well, my name is Tracy Bowen, and I have five boys. I did get a girl dog, Alexis. I did have to have some. So Miss Maggie May is in our house, our sweet little corgi. But yeah, my husband and I look after the campus at Okeechobee. So we are in the country, and Alexis knows that I am incredibly introverted. That is actually something most people do not realize about me. So I know something about Tracy that maybe not everybody knows. I mean, I know a lot of things about Tracy that maybe not everybody does. Tracy doesn't sing. She sings. (laughs) Like, this girl can sing. I mean, like, when when you go out to Okeechobee, there is harmony happening, right? So she actually... um, you're one of our few campus pastors that still do lead worship mm-hmm. consistently um, from the platform, but we all lead from the front row, mm-hmm. but um, from the platform. And you sang, girl. I love harmonies. I love acoustic sets because it's the piano, the guitar, and then just the harmony and the blending of the voices. Oh, it makes my heart Did so you happy. notice that? The guitar. It wasn't guitar. the guitar. It was <laughs> the guitar. The guitar. Listen, so that's I was how they raised in the mountains of South Carolina. I love so it. That just you don't say it any other way. I love it. And the, <laughs> it, you're you're amazing. All three of you are just amazing women, and um, and I love that. Like I said, that you guys are leading and mentoring so many people that call Christ Fellowship their home. Um, so I I would love for you guys to kind of jump in because last week we kicked off um, our season seven with Charlotte Gamble and such an incredible conversation that we had. And really all about the calling that we have together to enrich and invest in the lives of each other. And I'd love to hear from you guys, what kind of stood out in that conversation? And what did you kind of take away from from that that you feel like you're going to carry with you in this next season? Yeah, it was a great episode. Um, I specifically resonated with Charlotte when she was talking about finding herself in a season where God was telling her, hey, I want you to say yes to to mentoring. And I thought, how many times have I been there where where God has been saying, Hey, this is your moment to say yes? And I've thought, I don't I don't have any room for that. I my my plates are full. I, I specifically remember God saying in this one season, I have community for you. But this was a season where um I I had small children at home. We were in the thick of homeschooling. We were on staff at a church full time, and I just thought, I I don't know. 
but I wanted to be obedient. And so I stepped into that season. And what I found that God had waiting for me on the other side was this group of women um, that I could learn from, that I could grow with, that were setting a godly example. But then those that were running alongside me that we got to adventure together with our kids. We we got to explore and discover some things together. And it was just this sweet um, friendship together. They were encouraging me to be the v- best version of myself, cheering me on towards, um, towards Jesus. And so it really reminded me of the scripture that I found where Jesus is talking in John 14, 15. He says, if you love me, you will follow my commandments. My commandments are to love one another, to pray for one another, to offer hospitality to one another, to live in harmony with one another. And so when we do that, when we live really with one another in community, the result of that is, is this gift from God that though none of us have seen God, we get glimpses of Him in mm-hmm. one another. Mm-hmm. That's so beautiful. You know, Alexis, I love that because you didn't live in this area when all of that was happening. You know, mm-hmm. you were you were living across the state and um, you were a young mom with three young kids. Now you've got teenage boys. Right. And I think about all those women that were that to you, you know, that adventured with you, that mentored you. And those were like seeds planted. And now that is who you are to mm-hmm. so many people. Now that you've got teenage boys and and you've got a little bit more freedom, not probably a lot more time or right. you know, bandwidth, but but a little bit more freedom to be able to invest in um, in those relationships. And so I love that you said yes. And a lot of times our saying yes in community means we have to say no That's right. to something else. You That's know, right. we might have to say no to Netflix. You know, we might have yep. to say no to things that don't matter so that we can say the best yes. So yes. that's that's so powerful. There was actually a really beautiful um, moment yesterday in our services. It's been pouring oh, down gosh. rain here. And um, I was it was in between services where God just allowed the sun to come out for a moment so that people can get into service. But somebody called me over to the window and said, come look at what's happening out here. And I went to the window and there were all these puddles and these two little boys, these little brothers, probably four and two, rolling around, jumping and splashing in the puddle. And their mother was standing there just watching them. And I walked out to her because she was really mentoring me in this moment. And I walked out to her and I said, you are the best mom. (laughs) I wish I had learned to relax like that Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. take in these spontaneous moments when my kids were young. And so I think there is, there's, we're always learning from those around us, even the moms that are coming behind right. us, mm-hmm. but we get to speak into what they're doing so well. Mm-hmm. I know. I love that. And I love that you were able to breathe, you know, life into her because mm-hmm. what what a moment for her to be encouraged by someone like you and to be fueled, you know, to, to be the fun mom, right? Right. It's awesome. I love it. Okay. So, Tracy. A moment that stood out to me from the podcast is when she mentioned the incident where she was booed when she said she was going to start a Bible study. And that startled me. You mentioned that right. it startled you. And, and I'm, I'm still trying to wrap my mind around it that somebody actually physically audibly mm-hmm. booed. But I was raised in a background where women were not encouraged to speak. And I've actually heard it preached against many, many times. That is my church history is that women are to be quiet. Mm-hmm. And I may be introverted, but I'm I'm not exactly quiet. So that was that was a struggle for me. And when you've heard that over and over again, and you've kind of been told that the only place that women have gifting is being in being a wife and a mom, 
you don't even realize that you have other other things yeah. in you. And I'm all about being a wife and a mom. I I just celebrated my 30 year anniversary, so I think I'm doing the wife thing okay. <laughs> I, I feel like maybe I've got a little bit of a handle on it. There's always more for me to learn, but mm-hmm. but I got the wife thing. I've got five boys. I love being a mom to my five boys. Those things are important to me, and I would never want to denigrate those things. But I didn't realize that I had more in me. And it actually wasn't until I came into Christ Fellowship that things started being called out in me. Like, you have this. You have the ability. I never in a million years would have imagined having the title of pastor. Mm. Like, when you that, – that just was nowhere on my radar when I was back in a little town in the mountains of South Carolina just being a wife and a mom. I never saw any of this coming mm. at all, this moment. Mm-hmm. I would have yeah. never imagined that at all. And so it, I love the fact that our house has called these things up in me. I'm so very grateful for that. And I definitely identified with her conversation around lack of support. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. You know, um, how has that like fueled you? Like when you when you think about the the lack of support that she had, how has that changed the way that you do relationships and you do community? Well, I definitely want to pattern a different way for the people coming after me and she she talked about that pretty extensively and i think anybody who has had that history totally identifies Mm -hmm. with that and is saying within themselves i want it to be different for the Mm -hmm. people that come after me obviously i don't have any daughters but um, i just got my first daughter-in-law just a month ago she's pretty amazing too yeah and she's amazing and i I would always want to be setting an environment in place Mm -hmm. where she can be everything that god calls her to be any future little grandbabies that I had, their girls, maybe. Um, let there be some girl in the name of Jesus. Let there be. Uh, but I, I want them to be able to be everything that God calls them to yeah, be. And so it, it just it just fuels you to make it to make it to be different. If you want to connect with some friends and dig deeper into the content from the podcast today, we've created a resource just for you. It's called Show Notes Plus. And Show Notes Plus gives you access to the notes from today's episode, discussion questions, key scripture verses, and links to additional resources, and even some devotionals. So make sure you click the link in our show notes so you don't miss out on the chance to dive deeper. Yeah, I love that. You know, um, I... I think about a couple things that you said there was um, just creating a culture in your relationships and in your community, whatever community you're building, whether it's your family, whether it's a team that you're Mm -hmm. leading, whether it's in the workplace, that you create this culture of encouragement. And we've said this before, that encouragement means that we give courage. Scripture tells us to find ways to encourage, to find ways to give other people courage to be able to live out their Mm -hmm. calling. And sometimes it does take, you know, some of the trials that we've been through and the hard times we've been through that actually when you look in the rearview mirror you don't actually resent it because you realize it actually fueled right. your purpose right. and oh, it's fueled absolutely. your purpose to create this culture where absolutely. we're going to be if that had never happened to you you wouldn't know how important exactly. it is to be able to create exactly. that create that and culture of encouragement and i mentioned you know family relationships and the comments i just made but just yesterday morning i stood on our platform at christ fellowship at Kotobi and sang with two of our high school girls Aww. and it those moments are precious Precious yes. to me. I always try to get selfies and that kind of thing with them and just let them know I'm so mm-hmm. glad you're here. There's so much gifting in those girls. And I love being able to be in a position to say, come on, you got right. more. Right. We, you got more. And we want to give you space to grow that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be your biggest fan. That's awesome. I love that. So good. 
That is good. <laughs> and I can actually resonate with her same story about getting booed, not in the sense of not having support, because thankfully, by the time I came into ministry, Pastor Julie, you had done already such a beautiful job paving the way for us mm -hmm. women, so I've never had to worry about anything like that. But I did like that out of that, she birthed Collective, mm -hmm. and she said that kind of came about because she was creating an opportunity to do something that she didn't have, the support and all mm -hmm. that. But for me, it was like, I resonated because I came from, before coming into ministry, I worked in the corporate world, and there were a lot of things that were not done for me in the workforce. And now that I came to step into leading such a big team and culture is so important and establishing mm -hmm. that you know encouragement and that community, I took what I didn't have in my past experience and brought it here of, you know, well, I'm going to do things differently. I want to be able to love on my team to establish that culture of community by celebrating them, the moments that matter to them, things that are important in their life. I want to celebrate that well and create that community around that. Mm -hmm. So I've been able to, to yeah. do that out of something that was lacking for me. So I love that, you know, and, and don't you just think that for us as believers and, you know, as, as women, that our community should look different. You know, it right. should, it the culture of the community that we create, and all of you serve at the church, but, you know, Carmen, you had a very long professional career before you ever stepped on team at the church. Right. That as, you know, if you're out there and you are leading in the workplace, right? Or if you're, if you're a student in the classroom or you're a college student just mm -hmm. making your way on a college campus, that, that you can actually create this culture of encouragement, create a life-giving culture, even if it's never been given to you, to actually write down the things that you feel like that you missed out on or that that you're missing in community and be the friend that you wish you had, right? right. Be the be the mentor mm -hmm. that that you never had. And then and then begin to pursue the mentors and the friends that are actually going to continue to grow you in in grow you in the grace of creating this kind of culture. Because I I think that um, that sometimes that we we kind of preserve the the best of what life giving community is for our small group or for a small group of friends. You know, when actually we're called to carry this culture to be salt and light in whatever environment that we step into. And so I, I love that you know that. And it is true. I've watched your team and the way that you invest in and um, and call people up and just these you know these may not be your your five closest friends, but but these are the people that God's entrusted you as a team leader in this season. And whether or not we know it or not or see ourselves this way or not, all of us are you know leaders and influencers in the sphere of influence mm -hmm. that we're in, and we can carry this kind of culture into every relationship, every community that we Absolutely. have. Okay, so I'm going to turn a corner here. So Alexis, I'm going to go back to what you talked about earlier when you said, you know, in John 14, that he says, if, if we love him, then we're going to keep his commandments. Right. The commandments like love one another, serve one another, you know, um, be hospitable to one another. I love all of those verses. And there's actually 59 one another's in scripture, which means that these are all commands that we cannot fulfill unless we are in right. community, exactly. right? And we, our relationship about God, even though it is personal, it is not private, mm -hmm. it's actually lived out in the context of community. And, um, and there's 59 one another's, but some of them, those are the good ones that you said, but some are like, be patient with one right. another, <laughs> forgive one another, right? right? 
um, put up with one another. I mean, these are all like scriptural yeah. commandments because what New Testament writers knew is that, and what they assumed is that as believers, we're gonna be in community, right? And that community is messy, it's hard. Mm-hmm. And there's, it's not always gonna be easy, but it's imperative yes. for us to fulfill our calling and for for others to be able to find encouragement in their calling. And so um, these are these are tough commands, but I would love to hear from you that even though um, we've all walked through seasons where we've been hurt by a friend, you know, we've been burned in community, but we can't give up on community. I, right. I say this all the time. It's like, you know, have you ever had a bad haircut? We've all had sure. bad haircuts, but we don't stop getting haircuts, right? <laughs> we continue to go because I would be a mess without it. We don't right. stop going to a restaurant because we've had one bad restaurant experience, right. right? So we can't give up on community because of one bad experience, but it does mean we have to fight for it. So I would love to hear from you. You know, Charlotte talked a little bit about um, if we're going to have this kind of community that we're going to have to fight for it. And I would love to hear from you how you have had to fight to be able to keep relationships strong and healthy in every season. So Tracy, why don't you kick us off? Well, first of all, when we're talking about community and fighting for community, I do think it's really important for us to acknowledge that um, it is possible for us to fight for unhealthy communities, Mm -hmm. unhealthy relationships. People do it all the time, and we shouldn't be doing that. We need to be fighting to find healthy community, healthy relationships. And so if we're going to talk about fighting for community, let's first talk about the fact that we need to be finding healthy community Mm -hmm. to find. Mm -hmm. And so what are some of the questions that we can ask around what is a healthy community? Well, is this a community that is calling out the best in me, that's calling out God's purposes in my life? Or is this community that's going to be dragging me down? causing me to make bad decisions. I know when I'm with these people, I always end up doing the wrong thing. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's not the community you want to fight for. Mm -hmm. You want to to surround yourself with the right people. Do you have to shrink yourself in a space? Or do people call you up Mm -hmm. in a space? And so there's questions that we can ask ourselves Mm -hmm. about community that lets us know Mm -hmm. the health of it. And so that needs to be the starting point when we're yeah. talking about fighting for community, right. where we're finding the healthy mm-hmm. community. Now, when we actually get into that healthy mm-hmm. community and we're in the process of fighting for it, it's always going to be a fight to be intentional about relationship because our lives are busy. Things are healthy because we fight for them to be that way, because we put the right ingredients into a soil to make it grow properly. And then you have to nurture it and watch it grow. And all of those things are really hard to do because we're in a culture where we get everything. We get the end result immediately, mm-hmm. you know, your way right away, Burger King now. And so we're just used to like, we're used to the immediate and relationships, like the real beauty of relationships mm-hmm. aren't found in the immediate. It's found in the long term. That's right. And you know that if you've been in a friendship for 20 years, that person knows you inside out. Right. And the, just the beauty and connection of that. When you've been in a relationship with your husband and you've had those difficult moments and you fought for those, mm-hmm. the feelings that you have for each other and the relationship that you want and for your kids, when you've had to fight for things, mm-hmm. it just it just gives it so much more beauty and so, mm-hmm. so much depth. and. That only comes with time. Mm-hmm. It only right. comes with time. Mm-hmm. So um, we have to be able to realize that there's not going to be an immediate depth. We've got to fight for it, and then mm-hmm. we have to be intentional. There's never going to be, there's never going to be enough time. Yeah, there's never going to be enough space in our lives to work. We have to make mm-hmm. space 
And we do. We make space for the things that mm-hmm. really matter to us. Right. We do. You know, and we, we don't, we never drift Right, we're right. never going to drift towards drift a healthy relationship. Right. right, it doesn't work that way. We're going to have to, you know, we're going to have to anchor ourselves. Mm-hmm. Right, that's it. Exactly. We don't drift towards healthy community. Mm-hmm. Anything left to grow on its own is called a weed. Right, so <laughs> yeah. we just because exactly. there's time doesn't mean right. you know that it's without intentionality it can grow into something you never intended it to. So right. something so, that's talked about a lot at Christ Fellowship is those planted, those mm-hmm. planted will flourish, and so that that has a lot of application here. So true. And at the same time, you can't rush a relationship. Right. It has to have that time. You have to fight for it. The long standing relationships, they are that way because they've had the time. So I would say for me, there are certain things that inhibit community. And I'm probably not unique in this. There are probably many women who would say that their schedule inhibits Mm -hmm. community, that being tired Mm -hmm. is just at the pace that we're running. People are tired nowadays. So giving into that and also just believing that I'm not needed. Mm. Wow. So when I believe my feelings over the fact that this is what God has for me, community is for me, I find myself in trouble. And I've got to believe the fact that community is what God has for me. (laughs) So I have this analogy about community that it's like this recipe. If, I, if I'm if i going to do something great for my family to make a great meal for them, I know how to do that. I pull out the recipe. I go grocery shopping. I spend money. I spend time. I get all the ingredients. And then after a long day of work, I come home and I work on this meal to make it great. And the result is that they are so happy. They feel loved. And I'm happy too because I've given them something great and they've received something. And I've received something in return, this quality time of us together. And that's exactly what's what's needed for community. It's when we're willing to, at no matter what it costs us, that we're going to press into it and say, this is worth it. Mm-hmm. That is the recipe of success for what community is. I love that. I love that. That's so good. And have you discovered the air fryer yet? <laughs> because that might save you just a little bit of time, you know, Share and they're still going to think you're great. They, I mean, like literally, I discovered the air fryer it has changed my life. My family thinks I'm, I feel like a good mom again and a good wow. wife. And it, and it it has it's it has changed my life and and really built my self esteem. So, um, if wow. you guys, it's, yeah, it's God's going on gift the to your it, kitchen, and it, it is, literally has made all other appliances irrelevant. You, you don't need an oven. Do you, you, you do not need a microwave. <laughs> Please tell me that you do. That's you can true. make a pie. Mm-hmm. In an air fryer. I know. It's incredible. So we're going to get a pie recipe, put it in the show notes or something. I don't know. Okay. Carmen, fighting for community, back on track. Yes. So I, for one, have had to fight for community in the sense that we have built a culture where our team, we're family, we've celebrated each other well. We do so many things together, even outside of work. So it's been hard when there has been transition, and we've experienced that a lot in the last year or so and people leave, It's it becomes hard because you're busy, you're handling so many things, but that intentionality has to really kick in. And my calendar is everything to me. Um, I make sure that I put on there to intentionally keep in touch with people that you know, have moved away or are no longer here and that physically I don't see them. So that communication, that still stays there. I want to make sure that I'm intentional, that Mm -hmm. I still, anything that I become aware that's happening in their life that, you know, I ask, like I had someone who lost someone recently and it's like, I want to make sure that they know that I'm there Mm -hmm. for them. Mm -hmm. And I mean, we're not in constant communication and then we're not, you know, but at least when life events happen that they know that 
they're still mm-hmm. part of the family regardless. Mm-hmm. I love what you said there, Carmen, because I think that what you're talking about is allowing for seasons of friendship, that seasons um, change. Right. And so do relationships sometimes. You know, yeah. sometimes someone might be on our, our work team or on our staff for a season, but that doesn't mean that when they leave that season that they're still not a part of our life mm-hmm. and a part of our spiritual family. Mm-hmm. And I love the intentionality around that. Um, and I love that, you know, that even though we're not always going to be as close, you know, in proximity that we can still be friends and have a relationship and we can still be a part of each other's lives. And so that's about, you know, that that is such a, a key about building, you know, building community. Um, so, so many great things you all have shared and you all lead at such a high level and you mentor so many, but I would love to hear maybe um, some piece of advice or word of wisdom that you've gotten from a mentor or someone wise that that you would share one piece of advice or wisdom that you that you would share about relationships about building community just treat people the way you would want to be treated i love that i mm-hmm. think that's so important it can sound so cliche and so you know the golden rule but it mm-hmm. i think that i i truly live by that and mm-hmm. i you know i like mm-hmm. to treat people yeah. and love people the way mm-hmm. that you know, I would like to be. It's the golden rule for a reason. Yeah, that's golden. It is. is. (laughs) Alexis. I think one of the best pieces of advice that I've gotten is in regards to parenting and that our kids, it's okay. Like we should be quick to let our kids know when we've messed up Mm -hmm. um, and be quick to apologize, showing them that nobody's perfect. Mm -hmm. And when they see that within the own home, what that builds with trust, what that builds with relationship is is a really big deal. Um, And it's not a weakness. It's a strength Mm -hmm. when we do that. I love this quote from Charles Spurgeon that says, where God takes such pains to teach, we ought to be at pains to learn. Mm, That's so good. And we've said this before, but, you know, you talked about it in light of parenting, but in all relationships, every great relationship that's going to go the distance is made up of two really great forgivers. That's right. And so, you know, encouraging our kids when they're young to learn how to be a forgiver yeah. and ask for forgiveness is probably one of the best things that we can do for them to yeah. set them up in relationship. Mm-hmm. Tracy, what's your word? <laughs> so one of the best pieces of advice I've been given in relation to community is that a crisis doesn't mean something is over. And we kind of to, to tend to go there immediately in our minds because we don't like to be uncomfortable and crisis makes us really uncomfortable. And it, it's just actually telling us that something needs to change. Mm-hmm. And so if we can look at it and say, what needs to change yeah. and do the work to fix that crisis is actually a gift. And then when you come on the other side of that and you've done the work together in relation and ship and community to fix something, there's a strength with, that comes with so that. Good. Like, look what we just came through. Mm-hmm. If we can navigate through that, we can we can navigate through anything. Right. So crisis, it can be a gift. It, mm-hmm. it doesn't mean something is yeah. over. That's so good. Crisis can be a gift. And it doesn't mean something is over. I right. I like to say, you know, that we never want to make a permanent decision mm-hmm. in a temporary crisis. Right. Or a permanent, you know, we don't want to make a permanent statement <laughs> in a temporary crisis. Yeah. Right. So right. the words we speak when we're in crisis. And <laughs> I love that. That's kind of a lens to look through if you're walking through a crisis right now. But this has been so good. <laughs> All of you just shared so much wisdom. And I know that... Um, that our listeners are going to glean so much from this. I didn't know. I, I'm going to drop this on you. So I'm wondering, because all of us here have been in worship before. I wonder if we could sing it out. Mm-hmm. Our God is surely in this place. We'll just do that mm-hmm. one. So ready? One. There's joy in the house of the Lord. There's joy in the house of the Lord today. 
and we won't be quiet. We shout out your praise. There's joy in the house of the Lord. Our God is surely in this place, and we won't be quiet. We shout out your praise. We shout out your praise. We sang it. Thank you for joining us today for the So Good Sisterhood podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to subscribe, share this podcast with a friend, or leave us a comment. We hope today's episode leaves you feeling so good. 